Um, usually if I've let it ring a few times, it's like a why why didn't you answer? Like what were you doing? What was that what was that important? And it 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 was definitely a huge insecurity because then it was and we've talked about this. He he said that what was going through his head was, "Oh, I didn't want to talk to him. Oh, I didn't want to spend time with him." But in reality, I could have just been watching a movie with you guys. I couldn't even sleep. And it would frustrate him that I would go to sleep without him because it's like, oh, I, I need a break uh, from him. And it would it would frustrate him. And I, I don't know what was so, like, I don't know what about it gave him that insecurity. But, like, anytime I would do anything, like, um, if I wanted to hang out with my friends or something, it was like a, Oh, I'm doing something to prevent me from talking to him because I didn't want to talk to him. Oh wow! It, like it, it always resulted to me not wanting to talk to him, mm-hmm. which then resulted to me not wanting to talk to him. Right, 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 right. Yo, what up, world? It's your girl Kelly Howard here, sharing my personal experiences on how. Being petty almost ruined my life. Yes, all those petty ways and consuming my precious days just and petty thoughts just, ugh, why he packed like that? Mm, why is she looking at me? Is she? Can you believe she coming on my post saying X, Y, Z? Did what? Just pettiness, just all consuming. And I know you want to be less petty too, don't you? Girl, check out these bars, hey! Be less petty with your time. Okay. Be less petty with your mind. Be less petty with your blame. All that petty shit is love. Hey. Be less petty with your friends. Love first. Make amends. Be less petty with your life. Be less petty with your wife. Okay. Be less petty with your mom. Be less petty with your job. Be less petty. Be less petty. Be less petty, baby. Body aches, migraine, chronic illness, anger pains. All it comes from is being petty. Hey, I'm telling you now, uh-huh. you don't want to do it. Nope. Because that petty shit will have you in ruin. Hey. Social media, yep. yep, be less petty there. Because mm-hmm. all them petty comments ain't going to get you nowhere. nowhere. You don't even want to be petty. Show don't. I feel it. You just doing it. Cause it's socially acceptable But don't nobody wanna no more We wanna move on to a new time Where we can love and spit these rhymes Like what? I wanna love everybody But is that even possible? With this pretty behavior I don't know where I start singing It was just in me Now my ears are ringing My ears are Right. Thank you guys for tuning in to Be Less Petty, the podcast. This particular series, we are focusing specifically on relationships. I am your host, Kelly Howard, and I am here with my amazing co-host, Mike. <laughs> when I pointed to you, that was like your cue to say your name. Mike. Oh, my God. <sighs> Y'all know we go through this every episode. Because he, she always sings my, like, you always, like, sing it in. My amazing co-host. And then you expect me to chime in after that, like. Would you rather me be, like, <clears throat> my shitbag co-host? Would you rather me just, I'm trying to, get, like, amp up, the give a lot of energy to it. Mike. Oh, my God. <laughs> my amazing co-host. Mike. 
today on the podcast, I am really, really excited about uh, our guest. She is uh, an amazing young lady. And this particular episode, we are specifically focusing on young love. That is love in the teenage years, under 18. Um or under 18 for a couple more hours because she's going to be 18. Yes, we are talking about my amazing daughter, Faith. She is on the podcast today talking about young love. And we thought she'd be a great candidate because even though we had rules in the house of no dating, somebody decided to date anyway. I plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not going to plead the fifth for too long because we're about to talk about it. Um, so, yes, welcome to the podcast, Faith. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> don't be weird, okay? Don't be weird. We're going to have <laughs> listeners, and I don't want you to be weird about it. Okay. All right. So, um, so you have dated before, yes? Yes. And you had a pretty long relationship. How long were you and this guy together? Four years. Four years? Four years. When did you guys start dating? In what grade? Seventh. So that was about age 12 or 13. Which one? 13? 13. I think you turned 13 in the seventh grade. 13. So you were 13. Okay, so just just out of curiosity, because I, I absolutely dated in seventh and eighth grade. Like, that was a thing back when I was growing up. So what was your what would, were your reasons for dating? Like, even though we made it strictly prohibited in the household, and we made that clear, I'm sure. What made you feel like, oh, I still want to date? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. It was like a combination of things. It was a combination of like people around me saying that like, oh, we look cute together. And then like just, I don't know. Like At the time of dating, how did you feel? Um, like the early stages? Because I know towards the end it got a little bad but how did you feel like in the early stages when you guys first kind of made that decision it didn't really affect much no how did you feel well it it, like i said it didn't affect much because as dumb as the sounds for like the first few months we would text each other but in person we wouldn't talk like we'd never talk we'd never interact in person but we text so That's there very was no common actually with <laughs> I feel well, like I feel like in that seventh seventh and eighth grade dating age, like I remember dating and we didn't talk at school. You know what well, I mean? Like we talked outside of school but we didn't talk in I school. I think what I was getting well, I remember I didn't date date, but I remember having like small crushes and I remember that in that grade, um, it felt it, it felt good. I you know, there was like kind of it was exhilarating. It kind of had like little butterflies in my stomach when I would. Uh, I remember my like I kissed a girl at like overnight camp, and that definitely left like butterflies in my stomach. I had kind of like this nervous feeling about it. You know, I mean, uh, I have to imagine there was some feeling there in order for you guys to to date. I mean, my reasons for dating in middle school in general were. Um, not really I guess you can say correct like if someone would make me laugh or I found that person really funny I was like oh that's who I'm supposed to be with so then it wasn't necessarily like butterflies like oh my god I have a big crush on you it just was like you're a really funny person you're someone I like hanging around so like that's how it's supposed to be and we're supposed to be together which isn't necessarily correct and I know that now but like which is why we didn't really 
hang out much because I didn't really know what I was supposed to do. So we'd like text and stuff. And even when we text, it's the same as if we were friends for the first like almost year we were together. So what changed in that year that elevated the relationship or changed the status of the how the relationship worked? Um, well, we had this friend that was all in the relationship. Like the amount of times that me and the person actually talked to each other in person about our issues in middle school were none. We would talk through this other person. Got it. So the other person was like, you guys got to upgrade. You guys got to, you know, move on to the next stages. So it was like really that other person's decision. What were those Which next were, stages? Yeah, I was like, what are those? No, like. <laughs> you well, both no, that wasn't, that wasn't a. No, com- we both had well, that, that same thought at the same time. That like, wasn't was an interrogation <laughs> type question. It was more like, that was a very, you know, general statement. Yeah, what were the were next stages? It was, it was more so that like everyone in school kind of thought that we weren't together anymore because we were never seen next to each other. We were never like around each other. So the next stages were to make it appear as though we were dating because we were. We had to keep up with those appearances, like maybe hug each other now and then, maybe like, you know, start kissing each other now and then, like stuff like that. Right. Now, when you first started, like, kissing and all of that, was it, like your dad said, like those butterflies, like that feeling of like, oh, this is exciting, this is, or was it just like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do? Um, At first, we were like, oh, this is exciting, and then at some point it became, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so obviously you guys relationship evolved, um, into this four year journey, because even when we moved from that area, you guys were like easily an hour away from each other, which made it difficult to see each other. So what changed during that time? Well, we had already gotten used to like communicating online. So like through FaceTime and stuff like that. So the physical differences didn't really change anything. Right. Because that's pretty much most of our relationship was online. So the fact that we were separated physically didn't change anything because our most of our relationship was online. Yeah, that's true. Which is why. Like go out and date date. Yeah. Yeah. Like even in middle school, we didn't really. Yeah. The only difference was that we didn't like see each other in person every day because we weren't in school together no more. But even that didn't really change because we were around so many people that we didn't really get that one on one time in general. So now, did you feel like um, things became did you feel like anything changed within your relationship? Like, was was it easier to be together, or did it become harder to be together? Uh, did you feel insecure about him being at a different school? Did he feel insecure about you being at a different school? Like, were any of those things factors? Um, he definitely had a lot of insecurities about the differences and that he didn't know who, like, the people I started hanging out with. Like, because usually we had knew each other's friends because we had all went to school together, but he didn't know my friends. But in my mind, I wasn't honestly thinking about that that much. So so what was that like dealing, you know, talk about that, because I think that's a big issue with I think that's a big issue with young love, because I know that when I was younger, I was insecure. And I'm curious to know what was that like for you, because I think it is going to typically be the men are going to be more insecure than the women. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. In young love or and, just in love and, and in young, general? Probably in love in general, but definitely in, <laughs> in young love, I think. Yeah. Um, but for you, what was that like? First of all, p- describe some of those insecure traits and then t- tell me or tell us what was that like um, dealing with some of those insecure traits? Um, 
and it originally started with like him not trusting my friends because he had never met them and then that was just a back and forth of me defending them because I do know that they're they are my friends Mm -hmm. and it's like it's one of those things like no one can tell me that I'm wrong about this they are my friends and I felt like they'd never do any and I still feel like they'd never do anything to harm me so I didn't I didn't see his grudge against them, so I kept I stayed. So what's an example? Like, how like, did he not trust your friends? And are we talking about male friends? Are we talking about female friends? What are we talking friends. about? Any friends? It was any friends. In and general. so, what would be some of the things that he didn't trust? Like, um, I don't know, just different things. Like, oh, don't tell them certain information because they're gonna tell everyone. Like, um, what kind of information? Really, like information about our relationship and like what was going on. And I get that you want to keep things private, but like. If I need someone to talk to just on imp- opinion in general, it was very easy to go to them, especially seeing that they didn't know him. Right, they so they'd be able to give you a more objective... Yeah, and they didn't know how me and him interacted with each other, so it was easier to have this, like, outside-looking-in opinion, and they didn't really... They weren't too bothered by the fact that I was with him. You yeah. know, they weren't paying much mind to it because they didn't see me... Because from middle school, what it had become was... It was me and this person. That was my label, me and that person. Got like it. Even with teachers and stuff, it became me and that person. So to have someone that just saw me but then knew I was with this person, it, it felt really nice. So then the advice was more objective versus more so leaning to one or the other side, if that makes sense. Now, was it truly objective or because they were your friends, they probably were leaning more on your that's, side? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, that is very true, but like, just in general, because normally when I got advice from people that even were my friend or his friend, it was more so like, well, you know how so and so is, you know? And it's like, well, I don't know. You'd know, you know? They were basing it off of their interactions with that person. Can you give a a little more of a specific example of something that your friend would have to give advice on? Like what was going on in your relationship that you would go to your friend and that you would need advice on? Um, how to feel about like some of his insecurities, like some of the things that he'd do that were kind of like obsessive, if that makes sense. Can yeah, because I know that, so, so like, he texts a lot or call, because I know that you would get a bunch of back-to-back phone calls just in general. I see your phone sitting down, and he'd be calling, and I'm like, damn, he's called, like, seven times. That's crazy within five minutes, you know, and so. And what is he, I mean, what, after he called seven times, what is, what was his, I mean, what is he calling about? I mean, what what's the first thing that pops out of his mouth the minute you do call him back? Um... Usually if I've let it ring a few times, it's like a why why didn't you answer? Like what were you doing? What was that what was that important? And it 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 was definitely a huge insecurity because then it was and we've talked about this. He he said that what was going through his head was, "Oh, I didn't want to talk to him. Or oh, I didn't want to spend time with him." But in reality, I could have just been watching a movie with you guys. I could have been asleep. And it would frustrate him that I would go to sleep without him because it's like Oh, I, I need a break uh, from him, and it would it would frustrate him, and I I don't know what was so like I don't know what about it gave him that insecurity, but like any time I would 
do anything like um if I wanted to hang out with my friends or something it was like a oh I'm doing something to prevent me from talking to him because I didn't want to talk to him oh wow it, like it, it always resulted to me not wanting to talk to him mm-hmm. which then resulted to me not wanting to talk to him right 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 so I find this very interesting to talk about specifically because um just to let you guys in on this this became a very abusive relationship, a very emotionally abusive relationship. So after the insecurities kicked in, how did that affect you in your home life and your schoolwork? Um, or your school life, not necessarily your schoolwork, but how did that affect you? Well, it it made me go through like two stages, I guess you could say. I went through a stage where it was like, Oh, you don't want me to hang out with him? Well, I'm gonna hang out with him every day. You know, like like that sort of thing. So then I spent more of a rebellion. Yeah. So then I spent a lot more time with them, and then I started like making up excuses, like oh, I'm with a teacher, or oh, I'm doing this. But in reality, I just want to spend time with my friends. Cause I never got why you didn't want me to spend time with my friends. So then it became that, and then every time I would, I would get yelled at, and then I'd feel really, really bad because I'm not trying to hurt him. I just want to spend time with my friends so then it became a I I talked to my friends and was like I'm probably just gonna take some space from now on and I spent almost an entire year like an entire school year of just isolating myself from my friends um it became strictly schoolwork. like I during lunches I'd go to teachers and stuff and like just just it created this divide between like me and the things that I used to enjoy doing. I don't even think I did any clubs or anything that year. What grade was this? Was this sophomore? sophomore. sophomore I do year? remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember that because you would come in and you would bury yourself in your room. I mean, you still do that today, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not like before when you would bury yourself in your room. We would come in and there'd be this energy. Yeah. That was in your room that. of like. Oh, don't talk to me. I hate life. I hate everyone. It's just me and this boy that gets on my nerves too. And it was just like this monster in the room. It was serious. I mean, I'm serious. I it was remember. so heavy. And um, now I, you bury yourself in your room, but I can come in. You'll be sewing or you'll be working on something and you'll have a moment to stop and talk. And, and you're, even just generally, I, I saw your mood completely change. Because yeah, during sophomore year, you were... I I detected a very unhappy girl, like, and that's that's what I saw. Now it, I could have been wrong, but what what were your feelings? Were you? Um, it was a lot of feelings. It was definitely frustration with my situation, because every time I would try to end it, it was this huge thing, and then every time he tried to end it, it was this huge thing of like, oh, no one's gonna love me the same. No one's gonna put this much energy. No one's gonna put this much time in me. Wait, like, is that what you were thinking? Or is that That's what he what was thinking? Both, honestly. Because okay. I, I would think it for a second, and then it's like, no, like there's millions of people in the world. I'll find someone, and then he would reassure me of that. He'd, he'd tell me that. you know, like. So he tried to break up with you before? Yes, and then oh, that same that. thought would come to mind. And so you guys even, were not breaking up with each other, like, oh, we shouldn't be together because blah, 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 but who will love me? And then you'd be back together, and this was both sides. And then even interesting, even when he would break up with me, there got there was a point where I was like, okay, like go ahead do that. And then within a week or so, I started getting more texts and more and more things, and it was like really hard for me to say no because I felt this like this huge guilt, like I was 
don't really know how to explain it. And then he'd, he'd tell me that he needs me. So then it, it almost became more of a burden than a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then it it, it kind of created this anxiety in me to where if I'd hear his ringtone, it was like a, oh, my God, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Oh, because oh, you my had him set a specific. And wow. even when I'd change it, when we would see each other that one or a few times here and there, he'd change it back. Right. So when did you realize that it was abusive really when did you realize that it was unhealthy at what stage was that um i remember it was towards the end of the year because end of sophomore year when did they break up sophomore junior year uh i don't remember it was before junior year i feel like well you no i'm the one did it you did it i thought it was junior year it was mid junior year oh okay. it was mid junior year because i had my school does this thing called um Healthy relations, I think that's what it's called. But you go through this like week long thing about how they they tell you about what a healthy relationship looks like, what the red signs are, the different types of abuse and all this other stuff. So I honestly didn't know what emotional abuse was. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought there was physical abuse and then that was it. And he had oh, always wow. told me that he'd never hit me or anything because I was his and he didn't want to harm anything that was his. But if he wanted to, he could because I was his. Oh wow. Whoa. So then it once he started saying that and I had went through those classes, and I got that person's number, the person from, like, the YWCA, I think that's what it's called, where they go through the whole, like, um, abuse shelter. Oh, well, anyways, yeah. yeah. I had got their number, and I started communicating with the school counselor, like, I seriously don't know what to do. And then it had gotten even more aggressive to the point where, like, we were fighting every single night. And I, I had stopped doing my homework at a certain point. I had just, I'd come home, watch Beauty and the Beast because it was the only thing that, like, would keep me from crying. Mm-hmm. And then wait till he called. And then when he called, I knew I was getting yelled at. I knew I knew something else wow. was happening. And it it wasn't necessarily me just getting yelled at for not answering his text, not, not texting him enough throughout the day. But it would be, it would be that on top of, like, you got to get your grades up because you know if your grades aren't up, then they're going to take your phone and then we can't talk. And it's like, after we, we've talked after the breakup and he said that it came from a place of, he just want, he wanted to push me to do my best. And he just was, that's just the type of person he is. Cause he is a very, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you know how like military sergeants militant i guess you can say he's very like demanding and very like probably militant would be the word yeah Yeah. and he's like that with everyone he's like are you thinking controlling yes he's very like controlling is a little different dominant yeah like extremely right so even even when you try to have a simple conversation with him it's very very he dominates the conversation right so whenever he tried to like encourage me to do better on work it was always very dominating and very almost like like he's barking an order at you yes and it's like you gotta do this you gotta be on your work you have to do this and then it's like uh i I would start doing my work because i didn't want to get yelled at by my parents and i didn't want to get yelled at by him And it was like everyone was yelling at me like everyone i was getting yelled at by every corner and like I do stuff like I'd spend I'd come home and I start doing my homework and I do my homework for hours and hours and hours and I know that I'd have time to do it in the morning or during study hall or something 
So I go, okay, it's one last assignment. I'm going to just go to bed. He's, no, stay up. I'm, it's one o'clock. No, stay up. Wow. Okay, I guess I'm going to do the assignment. So then it, it had got to a point where I was exhausted from school. I was exhausted because testing was going to come up because it's junior year, so I was about to take standardized testing. I'm exhausted because I, I had no idea as far as college-wise what was going on. And then I was exhausted from constantly getting yelled at by either you guys or him. Like, every day I was getting yelled at, whether it was for not doing the dishes or <clears throat> for not texting enough. So, Well, just so you know, the dishes was a legitimate reason. No, that... <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it felt like I was always doing something yeah, wrong, whether yeah. I was doing something right. Mm-hmm. Got you. Which it's like was, those right things weren't being applauded enough more than the wrong things. Yes, so, and it, it yeah. was like it just sucked. And then every time I just needed like a breather or something, it was like a like you're never here for me. He'd always say that you're never wow. here for me, and it was like, but I'm calling you every night. And I've missed all of these events to talk to you, you know? And it, it just was, I feel like I couldn't take anymore. So then I finally went to you guys and yeah. just. So is that the point I was going to say? Is that the point that you came to me about it? Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, I thought that was a very mature thing for you to yeah. say, I can't do this anymore. Like, and that's when I actually knew it was real because I would come to you and say, are you okay? Do you need me to do anything? And you'd be like, no, I got it. I'm fine. I got it. I'm fine. And you carried that for months. And then finally you were like, mom, I can't do this anymore. And you broke down and I was like, give me your phone. Let me do like I was ready. I was so ready to call that dude and be like, get out of our lives forever. Um, And so, yeah, I was I was um, very proud of you for that. So then afterwards, we changed your phone number. And we kind of moved on. But he came back, right? You talked to him again since then. Well, he, he found out my number, which I still don't know how that happened. But he got my new number. I thought that was like through one of those snap, one of those social uh, media. What's up? What's up app? Yeah, I think yeah. That, that is. WhatsApp what, or something yeah. like yeah. that. WhatsApp, yeah. And I, I again, felt bad. So I had started talking to him again, but not on the same level. It was more so just like a, he kept saying like, that I owed him a conversation. I owed him this. So I would talk to him, and he had said that he was very sorry and that he realized he um, didn't appreciate me as much as he should have and that um, I was there for him and that I was the only person that, that's going to constantly be there for him. And then he, like, just kept expecting us to get back together, and I was making it clear that, like, I didn't want that. And then he was like, well, what are you going to do? Who are you with then? And I, I, I'm not with anyone. I'm married to my fashion right now. That's that's what I would tell him because that, that was the truth. I was focused on getting into SCAD and, and the next steps. And he had, he had like made it seem like at some, at some point in time, and I didn't want to necessarily close that option because, I, again, I felt bad. And then it got to a point where I just was like, like, please leave me alone. Like, just, just let me go. And I, I'd constantly, constantly say that. And he's like, I just don't understand why you're doing this. I just don't. And I was like, and this might have been extreme, but that's just how I felt in the moment. I told him I'd rather die than stay with you because I just don't, I can't. I'm suffocating. I can't 
do anything. I can't even imagine myself being successful in the future, being under your wing and being just suffocated. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a very big and bright personality, but it was so hard to have that like to be in the shadow of so much darkness if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That was so, a very well put statement. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I got to say it, yeah, this is, you know, at that time you and I really weren't talking about stuff. We didn't we you know, I didn't know what was going on. I just knew that she I She really had, wasn't talking to anybody though. Yeah, and and but <clears throat> what I'm hearing is someone that, you know, is and I'm really glad that I don't know what class that was that <laughs> kind of gave you the insight. But even to take that information and kind of relate it to your life and take the time to seek out guidance from someone and then to even come to us, right, and come to your mother and to vocalize that to him, that's extremely brave. And and I and, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of adult females that aren't that brave. That can't get out of abusive relationships. And so, yeah. you know, you you deserve to be applauded tremendously. And, um, you know, I got as your father, right? It's it's like making me tear up <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. it's 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 really, you know, to have that level of strength and to have, you know, to be able to to deal with that and then also reflect on it, yeah. you know, and to to change the course of your own life and to take your life in your hand. That's that's amazing. So, you know, you you carry that with you for the rest of your life. But definitely um, be very proud of that. So what are some what I'm curious to know, what are some signs to look for when dating in the future? If whether or not the relationship is healthy, because, I mean, you're you're going to be 18 in a matter of hours, literally. (laughs) And uh, so you're dating. You're dating life expectations. Everything is going to get a little bit more mature. Um, and yeah, so what are some things to look for in those new relationships that will tell you whether or not this is healthy to move forward? Um, honestly, just kind of who's doing what, like in that relationship, I felt like I was always chasing him and he kind of did whatever he wanted. So like, and dad, I haven't told you this yet. But I'm talking to someone now. Oh yeah, Thanks. and she she mentioned you, that briefly. I thought you to mentioned me. that before. I don't know. They she I think you may have been talking to somebody uh, over the summer or something. And no, the, this was recently. I remember. The well, one of, of these year, girls were talking about their. Mina talking is someone. talking to someone new. I know I that. I can't keep track of me. <laughs> So you're so you're Nina talking. Breaks to, up, makes up like. Oh every my god, month. she she be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I can't do them. <laughs> right, I can't mean. do that. Nah, he's nah. He's too quiet. Yeah, he's, he laughed too much. Right. I'll be like, he's man, Mina. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> okay, so you're talking to someone now, and and I I don't have to chase them. Like, I know that if in, also just, from what I've learned from hearing other people, and just from a lot of things, like if someone really does want to be in the relationship, they're going to try as well. Like, you're not going to have to be the one to text them first. They'll be able to text you first. And then sometimes you text them first. Like, it, it's a mutual thing. It's not just you having to chase them or you having to always be there for them. It's kind of like both ways, and they're going to want to do that if they want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And how does it feel? It feels refreshing and really good to know that you have someone that's, solid in your corner that that wants to be there 
I guess more what I'm asking is when you engage with them, when you when you see the text or when you get the phone call or when you see them, how does that feel? Happy. Okay. There's, no, there's never any like negative feeling towards that. That's good. If you were going to give advice to, you know, I was, what's it, when you look at your, to your 12 year old self, um, yeah, what another 12 year old coming up and they're interested in dating, what's your advice? Um, don't take it too serious. Don't make it, don't make it consume you. Just, just let it be that. Let it be someone that you're talking to. Let it be someone that you enjoy being with. Don't let it be someone that you have to nurture and someone you have to take care of and, and don't let it burden you. And if it does, end it there. That's good or advice. Or communicate that to that person. That is good advice. Because our advice was just don't date. So <laughs> so to, to switch this really quick, we only have a couple minutes left. Um, sex. So was that... <laughs> You weren't ready. You weren't ready for that. Dad I, wasn't ready. Either. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't. So was I don't that, think either one of y'all had sex yet. So no, no, I don't know. I was just wondering if that was ever a conversation though during that dating period. Was that ever? Did you ever feel pressured? Did Ooh, you ever feel question. like that was? Um, it was, and I definitely did feel pressured, and um, I'm glad it had never got to that point. But I definitely think that that would have been a huge stopping point for me, because I think that that's something important and sacred and i would have been very crushed with giving that away mm. oh god that just makes me so happy to hear that that's how you feel about sex. <laughs> <laughs> so um and and this is no judgment how close did it ever come to um, that point thankfully that opportunity never came yeah because i think they only had like a handful of times where they saw each other I know that there were like little. And yeah, I think only... I'm gonna be honest with you. I I feel like had we not stopped that yeah. Ashley trip that oh, day, that, was... that one you where you were gonna go to Ashley's house and she wasn't there. Oh God, I can only imagine what I don't I'm know what, like, what I don't know what would have went through my head. Thinking? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, just so you guys know what we're talking about, we had a moment <laughs> where uh, she had called my sister and she was going to go over my sister's house and he was going to join she her. Was on some sneaky and stuff. we didn't know about it. And my sister wasn't going to be there. So they would have been there alone. And uh, my sister unknowingly mentioned it to me like, oh, yeah, I'm about to drop them off at my house. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, no, the hell you not. And, and, <laughs> and we intervened and, uh, and, and took over the wheel on that. But, uh, yeah, I can only imagine what that might have turned into. Because yeah, that so, is, I mean, given what you have told us, that could have been a very high pressure pressured situation. situation. Exactly. And it sounds like he could have had a little bit of a physical abusiveness in him. And maybe but just, we don't I know feel, that. right? We but. don't. And, and I mean, honestly, when I think about him, you know, there is no ill feelings toward him I if anything I have a lot of empathy for him because I feel like right. he's been obviously brought up in a environment that has nurtured that mentality and so it, it it's no question is whether or not he's been abused or emotionally he's brought up in an or environment verbally. or he's brought up in an environment that he just was not taught any better true right? but it but you're taught something so if he's not taught any better what makes you go to that route what makes you go the domineering route right. unless you're seeing that unless you're you know what i mean so whether well, it's well i don't know about that because I'll, I'll tell you from my own perspective as a man and even as a boy um i i've had my insecure times in my life where i was also controlling and domineering but i know i did not see that growing up 
but but without guidance without without when you're insecure for whatever reason right and t- it's always about yourself Absolutely. but it always reflects on to the your mate your partner your the you know in most cases the woman um I, I know that I, I battled with that myself, and that wasn't from coming up in, a, in, in that type of household. That yeah. was just my own insecurities that would take over. Huh. But also, like, his his background isn't necessarily normal. Like, he's had his, as far as, like, parenting, it was very rocky because there was a point where he was with neither of his parents, like, in, in a point where his mom wasn't really there. And it still isn't. I don't think he's ever had like. So he's dealing with a lot of abandonment issues as well. Yeah, right. Where he's hoping that faith, you know, he was using faith as his anchor, but you can't use, you know. And at that age, though, you don't know that you can't. Um. Well, thank you so much for um for coming on and chatting with that like that situation and being so open and honest. Uh, I really, really appreciate you, and I hope that. You know, if if you have if we have some listeners out there that maybe have some teenagers at home or anything like that, uh, some of the signs to look for when they're in a not so good relationship or a situation would be isolation for sure, because that's something that we noticed was huge with Faith is just isolation. She would, you know, go in her room and close her door. And then anytime we tried to interact, it would be very negative. And they, they do that on purpose because we're, we're on healthy relationships again right now. And they, what they said is the abuser tends to isolate themselves, it'll isolate the person and make them feel bad for spending time with anyone else but them. Because then when stuff really does go down and, it, and the situation gets worse and it gets more and more abusive, then they feel like they have no one to go to. And then they really do feel trapped. Wow. And thankfully, you've always been a nagger. And you've always <laughs> I've always been a what? A nagger. <laughs> so you've always been like... Hey, you're not feeling well. Tell me why. So it was like, I knew that you were there. And even dad, I didn't know you were there. It just was easier because she's such a mm-hmm. nagger. And I would tell your dad that. I would tell him, he'd be like, why does Faith talk to you? I said, because I don't give her me. an option. I tell her, no, you're going to tell me what's going on. You're going to, and I mean, honestly, as a parent. But that's I, a hard one. I, right? I was going to say, as a parent, I wish I would would never have been this. I wish it was just a more of an open open relationship where you would come to me and talk to me anyway but certain things I think as parents when we see it it's hard for me to just close my eyes to it and not continue to pressure it because I I see it I see what's happening this isn't normal I see that your emotions are fluctuating literally hour by hour I see that this phone is an issue like when it rings a certain way, you're running, damn near breaking your I neck to get to it. I do remember that. That yes. used to make me yes. so upset. She would get up and like sprint to this phone, and it'd be times where you or know. Or she would grab the phone, even if she was in the room. She would grab the phone, go to another room, corner before she even picked it, up. Before she picked and I'm it like, up. What is going or on? Even what is like she the, hiding? Or even like when she would read a text message, her whole demeanor her whole, would change. Yeah. Like if you were in a good mood, and then you'd read a message, and it'd be like, oh, I'm gonna go do my homework, and then you would just go away. And I'm like, nah. That's not okay, which is made, what made me pressure it a little bit more. But right. I will say, and this is not to say parents out there to pressure <laughs> to pressure your children into talking. I will say, thankfully, now we have a much better communication, open communication, that you come to me about more concerns than me even having to nag her. So it's more of like, can we talk? I, I'll get that a lot. And 
oh, I'm so glad you said that about sex because now I don't have to wonder if those can we talk text messages <laughs> are trying to tell me like, so I'm pregnant. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> I never know. You never know as a parent. So I'm happy to know that that is not the case. Um, well, this has been the episode on young love uh here with faith thank you so much for coming on a podcast with me and your dad for be less petty specifically about relationships honey do you have anything you want to add no thank you for your openness and thank you for your bravery and um oops (laughs) and thank you for not turning your ringer off you're welcome (laughs) but thank you very much and uh no that was it All right. Thank you, guys. Make sure to check back next week. We is Be Less Petty about relationships. And we're coming up on the finale really, really soon. So make sure you continue to tune in because that is a good one. All right, guys. Oh, 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 wait. Before I get off, just so you know, we've started Be Less Petty TV. It is now on YouTube. So if you go on my Instagram page at Kelly Howard, K-E-L-L-Y-E-H-O-W-A-R-D, I've been dropping videos every day for the 25 Days of Petty. And it's also on YouTube. And yeah, big things are coming. Thanks for being a listener. Don't forget to rate, share, and subscribe. I love you guys. We're out. Peace. Bye-bye. A very special thank you to Lisa Beasley, our producer with She Funny, as well as Teresa Stewart. Her company is Colored. She's responsible for all of our new branding and design and cards against humanity for this donated studio space.